This may come as a surprise to some beginner entrepreneurs, but some of, or to be honest, probably most of the work that you need to do to really scale your business starts before you even start making an income. So if you're listening to this episode and you feel like you might not be at the stage where you need to start considering how you can set yourself up to scale your business, then you better keep listening because this starts now. Whether you have made $100,000 or not a single dollar off of your business, you can take the tips that I'm going to share today and start implementing them to put yourself into a good place to see future growth. So let's get into it. Welcome to the Creator Club podcast produced by Creatorly Media. I'm your host, Katie Steckley. I'm a side hustle YouTuber turned six-figure CEO that's obsessed with social media, making content, and building communities. Here on the Creator Club podcast, we dive deep into the social media and content creation strategies that are important to you as a creator. Whether you want to grow on Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, or with a podcast, we've got advice for you. So stay tuned for my workshop style solo shows and the occasional expert interview. Oh, and by the way, this club is open to everyone. Whether you have one or one million followers, there's a seat for you at the table. So let's get into it. Welcome back to the Creator Club podcast. I'm so excited to be sharing this episode about five things that you need to do before you scale your business. But before we get into the good stuff, I have to give a massive shout out to this week's reviewer of the week. I know I haven't shared one in a few weeks, but I've got a banger and I've got to say thank you to Alex, who titled their review, Katie equals the real deal. And the review reads, this morning I listened to your episode, How to Grow on Instagram When You're Starting from Scratch, and I was so relieved to hear that it easily takes a year. I also appreciated your advice to post content as if I already have a large following. You're the real deal, Katie. No quick fix promises, no sales gimmicks. Please keep making the show. And this is from Alex, the writer and host of the podcast Novel Marathon. Thank you so much, Alex, for that super kind review. I always really, really appreciate it when y'all who listen to the show pop over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a review there because it's one of the best ways that you can support the Creator Club podcast and allow us to keep growing and allow us to keep putting more effort into making this show awesome for all of you. So thank you so much for that review. If you haven't already, please uh, hop on over to Apple Podcasts and drop us a review because I really appreciate it. Okay, so with that being said, let's get into what we're all here for today, and that is those five things that you must do before you scale your business. The first step in scaling your business is providing that free 99 value for your audience or community. You might be wondering how you can scale your business by just giving away information, knowledge, help for free. But this is really where, in my opinion, all great online businesses begin to grow. This is actually one of the important parts of a long-term growth and scalability strategy for your business. If you put this kind of stuff in place now, it is going to continue to serve the growth of your business over future months and years to come. And really, what all of this giving away stuff for free thing comes down to 
is building trust. If you want to have a sustainable business online or honestly in in other contexts out in the real world as well, having trust between you and your customer is absolutely essential. By creating this free value, and we're going to talk in a minute about what this can look like, but by creating free value consistently and just providing it to your community over time, you are building trust with your audience, you're building your authority, sharing your expertise, and allowing people to know that you know, you'd be worth paying for. Because obviously, if you give all this great stuff away for free, imagine what you might offer if you're actually paying for it, right? So it really sets up your potential customers to trust you and to know that what you're sharing is valuable because you know you even will do it for free, right? In addition to building trust with your audience by sharing free content, you're also building up a library of content that can help you reach future viewers, you know, clients or customers. So for example, if you're using a platform like YouTube or a podcast like this, these pieces of value, these pieces of content can be lead generators for years to come because these evergreen platforms that are based in search or even recommendation algorithms can really, really help your content get to the people that you want to reach. And then once you reach them, you start to build trust with them. And that is really the cycle of creating really loyal customers. So not only by providing free value, do you build trust with your existing audience, but it's also essentially building a funnel, which is going to generate leads for your business now and in the future. So like I mentioned, let's talk about a few practical examples of what giving away free value looks like. So I can kind of talk you through what my personal strategy has looked like over the first quarter of 2022 and a little bit into the past as well. So I have a lot of different content platforms that I publish content on on a weekly basis. On each of these places, I try to offer the most value that I can in the most succinct and efficient way. I don't like to keep y'all waiting. I want to deliver the helpful info in a way that is hopefully also a little bit entertaining. And I do that on YouTube by posting two videos a week every Tuesday and Friday over on my YouTube channel, which by the way, if you found me through my podcast and you haven't hung out with me over on YouTube yet, you can find me at youtube.com slash Katie. I know I'm, I'm shocked too that I was able to get that URL, but it's literally just youtube.com slash k-a-t-i-e. So anyway, I make videos over there twice a week on Tuesdays and Fridays, and those are primarily focused on Instagram strategy and other social media strategy as well. And I just make, you know, 15 to 20 minute long videos sharing everything that I've learned and things that I think are going to be helpful for you on your content creator journey. So that's what I do on YouTube. Obviously, if you're listening here, you're familiar with my podcast and how I share episodes once a week that are essentially mini trainings. We script these out, we research them, we make sure that we're sharing the best info that's going to be helpful for you across your entire online business journey in in terms of creating and also, you know, general business tips like this episode. And then of course, I've got my Instagram platform where I share content five times a week. So I try to post every day, Monday through Friday. That has been my plan all through Q1, though I am going to be changing things up um, and trying out a slightly different strategy going into the summer. So you can let me know over on Instagram. You can like send me a DM at Katie Steckley if you'd be interested in hearing a podcast episode all about how changing up my Instagram strategy partway through the year has affected my growth. So I'll be curious to analyze that. But anyway, 
posting five times a week over on Instagram. And I also share daily stories there to keep connected with my audience. Now, when it comes to lead generation, my YouTube channel and my podcast are definitely the most significant when it comes to finding new people, right? Instagram helps as well, definitely, since I've really focused on my real strategy. I've been finding new folks on Instagram too, uh, but my YouTube channel and my podcast are just a little bit more established um, and obviously very searchable. So a lot of people that end up working with me in a paid capacity have found me through my YouTube channel or my podcast. So hopefully you can see through my own content strategy how I'm able to really serve my audience, even people who have never paid me a dime for anything that I've shared with them. Still happy to share all this knowledge through my YouTube channel and podcast, but it also helps set up potential customers to really trust me, know that I've got some expertise, and I kind of stay top of mind through this content as well. So when they're ready to hire somebody to help them with their social media, then I'm hopefully who they think of. So that kind of leads us into the next step of setting yourself up to scale your business. Because when we're thinking about giving away all this free value in the form of, you know, maybe YouTube tutorials or podcasts where you share what you've learned or educational Instagram carousels, whatever it may be, there is a point to it beyond just building trust, right? We're talking about really creating leads, generating a funnel of leads that are going to end up potentially becoming customers. But of course, if you want to have customers, you need to have something to sell, right? So that brings us to step number two, which is creating a small offer. While you're in the process of building up that library of free value, so maybe making your YouTube channel, creating a podcast, whatever, you should also be working away on developing your first tried and true offer. So the reason why I use this generic term offer is because this can take many different forms. This might be a product, like an actual physical product that you ship to people. There's all kinds of logistics to figure out there, but if that's your passion, you can totally figure that out. So you can do physical products. You can also offer services. So whether that's like a consultation or maybe, again, you're an in-person service provider. So maybe you're doing, you know, someone's nails or eyelashes or hair or whatever. Like there's all kinds of different services you may be offering. And then the third kind of category would be digital products. So that's some kind of download, um, maybe even a course, something that is accessible fully online. And generally you can deliver the same file or like the same access to a course platform to many, many different people, um, all, you know, with you've done the same amount of work. So it's like very scalable. So those are kind of the three main categories that I'm referring to when I use the term offer. So product services and digital products. So when we're talking about creating your first initial sort of small offer in your business, this probably should be something ranging, in my opinion, from around $25 to like $100. Now, again, I just throw those numbers out there to give you a sense of what I mean by small, but it's going to be different based on every different audience. You may have an audience that, you know, probably can't even afford $25 for whatever you're offering, or maybe you have an audience that's like, all super like, I don't know, rich people or whatever. And then they're going to spend like a thousand dollars or something. So it really depends on your audience for this. But when I'm thinking about my audience, I would consider a small offer, probably 25 to a hundred dollars. So this small offer will be something that is affordable. It's a decision that can be made 
relatively quickly for your ideal audience. So like consider like maybe they see one Instagram post or maybe you send them an email uh, at the end of your welcome sequence or something like that. And you just kind of say, oh, hey, by the way, I've got, you know, my Instagram presets for sale. If you want to check them out, it's like $15 on my website or something. That's the kind of decision that somebody can make without having to be reminded over and over again or like take some time to really think through it. So that's kind of what I would see as defining a small offer. It's the kind of thing that's like fairly transactional, easy to make the decision on, but also very importantly that it is jam packed with value. You want this to be something that solves a problem for your audience and solves it pretty quickly. You don't want it to be something that they have to really work away on for a while until they see results. Like a course would be an example of something that takes time to see results from. Uh, But something like Instagram presets, for example, you basically press a button and then you see that, oh, your photo looks so much cuter. So that kind of solves a problem quite quickly for your audience. When you are thinking about developing this offer, you want to think about who is watching or listening to that free value that you've been creating and what are their pain points? You can create this offer to address those specifically. Though you want to make sure that this small offer relates back to your free value so that you can really easily integrate it into your content, mention it, allow people to like find their way to your website to make the purchase or whatever. You also need to think ahead and make sure that it relates to a bigger offer that you haven't created yet. So we're going to talk about that later on in the episode, but at some point you're going to want to scale past just selling this smaller level, you know, 25 to $100 products, and you might want to offer something bigger because that'll also allow you to provide more value as well as generate more revenue, right? And it can be really helpful in your business if you make sure that all these different things are connected so that you can continue to serve the same audience or potentially even the exact same customers as they move through their own journey um, of how you're able to help them. So the goal of this small offering is really to be a stepping stone from someone receiving your free value. You know, they go as far as they can with that. Then they get your small offering. They help, that helps solve a problem for them. They move forward a little bit further. And then finally, they would be able to take advantage of your bigger offering sometime down the road. And you can see how you can create like lifelong customers out of that when you make sure that all these different things kind of talk with each other and and connect in some way. You know, I love to give practical examples. So let's talk again about how I'm implementing this in my business. So in the last step, I was talking about all the different ways that I provide free value, right? And so on my YouTube channel, especially, I talk a lot about content creation, strategy, routines, how to stay consistent on Instagram, that kind of thing. So I created a small offer, which is my Notion content calendar. So this is a digital product that I created once. Everyone who purchases it gets the exact same thing. And it's a template that you can use in Notion to help plan your content. And I just genuinely use the same format myself like every month when I'm planning my Instagram content. So it integrates very naturally into my plan with me videos that I make over on YouTube. So I make a video like about once a month planning out my Instagram content. And then every time I make that video, I can say, hey, by the way, if you want to plan your content the same way I do, check out my Notion content calendar. You can buy it on my website. And it's really easy to mention that. And it actually does provide extra value to people who are watching those videos because it allows them to fully use my process that I'm teaching. So that's just one example of a small offer that can easily integrate into the content that you're making. I feel like another example of this, just to kind of like 
toss another thing out because I know not everybody who listens to this is also like a social media nerd like me and in this niche. So like, let's say you were um, like a vegan cooking Instagram, then maybe your small offer would be a recipe ebook with like 10 to 15 recipes that you've shared on Instagram with like more in-depth instructions about how to prepare them. And then, you know, you could sell that for you know, 15, $20 or, or whatever. Um, and it would be very easy for you to plug that in your content. Uh, cause you could say, you know, see the full recipe in my recipe book, link in bio or whatever. So hopefully that gives you a sense of what a small offer might look like. Here's a quick pro tip for you before we move on to step number three. And that is when it comes to developing your small offer or really anything that you're going to be selling in your business online or off, always lean towards giving too much. So what I mean by that is if you feel like you're giving away a little bit too much for the price you're charging, that's probably a good feeling because it means that hopefully your customer will feel that way too. I would always rather provide too much than too little for the price point, especially when it comes to this introductory level offer, because the last thing you want to do is have people introduced to you and feel like they got ripped off. So if you can over deliver on your small offer, then this is going to help to continue to build trust with your customers and they'll be more likely to invest in your higher ticket stuff later down the road. So always think about how you can really just pack as much value into this smaller offer as you can. And it will just continue towards that same goal that we've been working towards with giving away all the free value with our content, right? So keep that in mind. Today's episode of Creator Club is brought to you by Humans. Humans is a platform designed by online content creators for online content creators. Humans is not your typical influencer gig job board, but instead is a community of creators that you can connect with. You might just find your new creator bestie by swiping through Humans. Meeting other creators is not only a great opportunity to find friends and build community, but it also allows you to collaborate with other creators in your niche and help each other grow. But of course, there are also monetization opportunities through Humans too. In the Humans app, you can connect with top brands and submit your bid to take part in their campaigns. Humans' mission is to make it safer and easier for creators to work with brands in a transparent and human environment. You can download the app and create your profile totally for free. So head to the link in my show notes or go to humans.com. That's humans with a Z.com to start today. Okay, so let's move on to the third stage in this business scalability plan. And that is to continue nurturing your audience with value and consistency. So before jumping into any future offers, once you've already got your free content strategy set up and you've maybe got one or two smaller offers available, then it's time to continue nurturing your audience and provide them with all of that value, be there consistently, see what the response is to your smaller offers, and just keep working on building that relationship with your community. So obviously at this stage, you might be wondering where and how do you really build this relationship with your audience? It's important to build your presence on social media for sure. And earlier in this episode, I talked through all the different places where I post online. And those are all great places for you to potentially try as well, right? YouTube, podcast, Instagram, TikTok, all of that great stuff. 
But something else to consider, especially when you're at the stage where you're getting a little bit more established, is to potentially start and grow an email list as well. You can actually use your social media to help drive growth with your email list. And having that engaged email list in place is not only going to help you continue to market your small offer, but it's also going to be helpful in the next steps when we get to them. So if you want to learn more about how to grow an email list and the importance of growing one, then you can actually check out our podcast episode from earlier this month, all about growing an email list. So I definitely recommend checking that out. But really, if you can post consistently on social media platforms like Instagram and YouTube, as well as maybe sending out a weekly newsletter to your email list, this is really going to help you continue to build that relationship and trust with your audience so that they're going to be all the more ready to potentially purchase one of your offers from you. This is also your chance to really hear feedback and like I was saying before, see what the response is to those free offers. So ideally when you're creating those smaller offers, they also wouldn't take as much work and effort on your part as something that's a lot more intensive and, and going to be more expensive, obviously. So at this point, you're not investing too much of your own time. Like obviously you need to put something into it to create something valuable, but this is sort of your testing zone to create some small offers. Like I mentioned, you know, Instagram presets or my notion content calendar template or whatever, and just see what people really respond to and what is helpful for people. And that is going to be hugely valuable to see when it comes time to actually move on to the next step, which is creating your big offer. Because the thing is, you need to know that your community may respond differently to content that they're paying for rather than your free value content. I mean, in a lot of cases, you will see some similarities there, right? Like, let's say you see that people always love your like salad recipes. And then if you released a salad recipe ebook, you would probably get more sales on that than if you released a soup recipe ebook or whatever. But sometimes people love to consume certain kinds of free content, but they wouldn't necessarily pay for it. And then you might find that you actually get more response on something kind of unexpected when it comes to your free offer. So all of that is just to say that you want to experiment with some of those lower price point, smaller offers to see what your audience is actually willing to spend money on. And that is going to guide you in this next stage. Okay. So like I was saying, now that you've provided tons of free value, you've gotten feedback on your small offering and you've continued to nurture your audience. It is time to move on to step four, which is creating a bigger offer. So this offer might run from $100 to like $1,000. Just like your small offer, you want to make sure that this bigger one is also jam-packed with value and solves a problem that your audience is having. And like I was saying before too, this price point is going to be really variable depending on who your audience is and what their budget is, but this is just kind of an example. So ideally, this bigger offer would be like an extension of your smaller offer, a deeper dive into solving that same or similar problem so that long term, this could potentially be an upsell or something that you offer to people who have already purchased your smaller product as well. And then you can really see how that becomes a stepping stone kind of effect. 
Now, everyone's going to have a different approach on what this bigger offer should be. Like I was saying at the top of the episode, you might be offering products or services or digital products, but no matter what your approach is, ideally, this bigger offer would be something that you can sell consistently, something that will resonate with your audience or niche long term, and something that you can always easily refine or update over time if you need to, to keep it current. It's also great if you can create some specific branding around this offering so that it's easier to market. Of course, you can always create additional offerings outside of this one eventually if you want something that's more timely or specific. But I think it's great if you can kind of come up with your flagship main big offer that's going to be your signature moving forward for the bulk of your audience. Now, let's talk about this in practice again because, of course, we love examples If you are a real MVP, bestie, follower who sees the stuff that I post, you might be thinking, well, Katie, what's your bigger offer? We know all about your Notion content calendar and your presets and all that stuff, but what's your big offer? And to that, I say, good question, my dear listener. You know that, you know, over at Creatorly Media, my social media content creation agency, we've got some bigger ticket service offerings. And a lot of that is like recurring as well. But when it comes to my personal brand, I don't actually currently have anything like this. And so this is a little bit of an insight for you into maybe where I'm at in this process and what I'm doing to to work through further scalability. So this is a little bit of a teaser just for my absolute MVP listeners of the podcast who have made it, you know, past the 20 minute mark and are still listening. I see you. You're my faves. And I encourage you to stay in touch and stay tuned because I am working on something that's going to be launched later this year that I really, really cannot wait to share with you because it absolutely is going to be my signature offer and probably the best way that I can provide value to the majority of you, especially for all of you who maybe, you know, aren't at a place to um, work with my agency and and get help with services, because I know that's not accessible to everybody, you know, depending on what stage you're at in your business. So really, really excited about this bigger offer that I'm working away on that I'm going to be sharing with you in the fall. So that's all I'm going to say for now, um, because a lot of the details are still in the works, but stay tuned because it's going to be awesome. Okay, so with that little teaser out of the way, let's talk about the final stage of really getting your ish together to scale your business, okay? And that is creating systems and procedures. Throughout this journey that you're going on, you're going to find repetitive tasks, things that work and things that don't work. And at this point, it's time to set up some systems and procedures that will help some of this run on autopilot so that you can continue working on the next big thing. That way you're not halting your growth by being unorganized or overwhelmed. My suggestion is to take a week and write down how you are spending your time. This can be a little bit of a frustrating exercise, but trust me, it can be so valuable to have this insight into your workflows and what your time is actually going towards in your business. Think about how long you spend replying to emails. Is there any way that you could save yourself some time? Like maybe auto response emails or email templates that you could create. For example, did you know that in Gmail, you can actually save templates that you can access with just a quick click? 
This has been a lifesaver for me in the past and it can be so helpful when it comes to replying to FAQs or if there's certain kinds of emails that you get all the time, you can set up templates and then just go in and edit them as you need. And this can save you so much time when it comes to dealing with your inbox. Another thing to consider, how long are you spending creating Instagram graphics in Canva, for example? Could you maybe create some Canva templates that would make that process faster for you? Maybe by this stage, you could hire an assistant to help you with some of these smaller tasks. Or if you're looking for help with Instagram content creation or, you know, managing your podcast or your YouTube channel, maybe you could come work with Creatorly because we'd love to help you streamline things, make things feel a little bit more manageable. And overall, that's what creating all these systems is about, is ensuring that your time doesn't go towards maintenance, but instead can be focused on growth. Another tip to help things run a little bit more smoothly is to create specific procedures. When you're writing down how you're spending your time, it might also be worthwhile writing down the process that you take through each of those tasks. In the business world, these are called SOPs or standard operating procedures. And even if you're a business of one, it can be helpful to have these in place, especially for stuff that you maybe don't do all of that often so that you're not finding yourself having to relearn all of this stuff if you only do it once a year or once a quarter. If you write down instructions, then you'll be in a much better place next time around. Plus, all of this stuff is super valuable to have if you ever do get to the point where you're ready to scale and hire some help, then you've already got instructions written out for them. So remember, track your time, try to ask yourself some of these questions like, is there any way that you can make this process easier or more efficient? Does it make sense to do these tasks back to back or maybe split them up or maybe I should compile all of my tasks in Dubsado or in Notion or in Canva to happen all at the same time so I don't have to waste time switching gears? These are all important questions to ask yourself so that you can make things run a little bit more smoothly and more efficiently. And again, it's all about being able to spend time on that growth mindset, on figuring out ways that you can really move the needle in your business instead of just on keeping things afloat. And trust me, your girl can often feel like all I'm doing is trying to swim hard enough to keep my head above water. And that kind of is, I think, the journey of being a small business owner. There just is a lot of stuff to figure out. And I'm definitely deep in this final stage of trying to find ways to make things more efficient, trying to build processes so that I have more time to focus on the things that really matter in my business and not on like just trying to keep up with all the little fires that pop up everywhere. So if you're dealing with that too, just know we're in the same stage. We're working through it together. But all of these things have been helpful for me as I've continued to get more help and get more support and make things more efficient. And there are things that I'm going to continue to focus on as well. So I really hope that these five steps helped provide you with a roadmap to scaling your business. If you want me to dive deeper into any of these topics, please let us know by sending a DM over to the Creatorly Media Instagram, which is at Creatorly Media, because we'd love to hear your feedback on the show. And of course, you can always leave us a little review as well. I would really appreciate it. And as always, I will catch you in the next one. Thanks so much for listening to the Creator Club podcast. This show is produced by Creatorly Media, a social media and content marketing agency by creators for creators. If you want professional help growing your social media platforms or creating your content, come visit us at creatorlymedia.com or at creatorlymedia on Instagram. 
If you've listened this far into the episode, we want to know who you are. Seriously, thank you so much for listening. Screenshot your podcast app and share it to your Instagram story, tagging at Creatorly Media or at Katie Steckley so that we can chat. Again, thanks for listening and remember to keep on creating. We'll catch you next time.